This episode of Growthology is brought to you by Growthology LLC, where we learn to grow together. I get to say something like that because of a listener like you. So thank you for being a part of this community. Thank you for following us on Instagram at underscore growthology and for listening to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. This episode is for you. Have you ever looked at the clock and it turned 11-11 and everybody's like, you need to make a wish. Hurry, go ahead and make a wish before you, you know it, it, it goes away. How often do you catch those 11-11s? I'm gonna change your perspective on the way that you look at signs and signals that the world is gonna give you on a daily basis. We're gonna go over grace on how to give yourself a little bit of a sigh of relief whenever you feel like things are kinda coming apart or you feel like you're going off track. Tell me how much energy are you putting into this world because I guarantee you that the world is gonna give you just as much energy back if not more. Welcome to Growthology. My name is Rico. I am your host. I am your friend. And I am your accountability buddy. If you don't know what Growthology is, this is simply a space where we come to learn how to grow as individuals, but we do it together. Episode six, let's get it. How often do you notice whenever something on a clock turns a sequential number? I'm talking whenever it's 3.33 p.m. or a.m. when you wake up in the middle of the night. How often do you catch these signs and signals that we talk about quite often in our day-to-day, more than we realize? These are patterns. This is the universe trying to tell you something. And it's up to you to understand that it's trying to, for one, tell you something, and for two, what you're going to do about it, if anything at all. Because you do have a choice, and you can actually practice your awareness and the frequency that you see these quote-unquote coincidences. And they're not coincidences. In my opinion, these are signs that you are on or off the right path. Your awareness on the type of synchronicities that show up in your life is something that you can train. Now, Rico, how do I go, how do I go about learning to train on catching these signs and signals? How often have you seen a movie or you've watched a TV show whenever there's a, what do they call it, a come to Jesus moment? It's when they're in a really bad situation or they're in a pickle of some sort. They're locked in a trunk and they're trying to get out. And, and they say, you know, you know, God, if you help me out of this, give me a sign, give me something and, and I, I, I'll do better. I'll quit smoking cigarettes. I'll be nicer to my wife or, you know, I'll, I'll be a better father or I'll be a better mother. You, you get where I'm going. And then the thing happens, and there is a sign. Sometimes they don't notice the sign until they reassess in the future, but usually there is a sign. Now, let me tell you a story about something similar that 
happened to me. It wasn't necessarily a come to Jesus moment, but it was a massive sign of clarity and the fact that the connectivity that we have to this intangible realm of a world that we have that's in between our ears, that being our mind, and the connectivity of that that is tangible, physical, that we can touch, smell, taste, and see. I was driving to go and meet with a manager. Basically, my sales had been really shitty for two days straight. I think no sales for two days. Red flag for the company, so you go and you follow a manager. Now, I remember I was in such a bad headspace. I was selling books door-to-door in a countryside out in North Carolina. Now, I'm a Latino who drove a red car with black rims, and I found a lot of conflict because I was just somebody who wasn't a norm in the neighborhood. As anybody would, it kind of shows a little bit of an alarm, and I'm okay with that. Even though I had all the proper credentials, I'm okay with that. It's challenging when you realize that you're going door-to-door trying to sell somebody some educational resources for their family, and it's predominantly a Baptist community who's trying to sell you on Jesus, which I'm okay with. That's fine. I met some amazing people out there. But I remember driving to meet my manager, and I was just so distraught. I, I, I came to tears, and I'm, I'm shaking my fists in the air, telling God, you know, if you're here, you know, I, I, all these people, they're preaching to me, they're trying to sell to me, and, and they're talking about you. Where are you? Show me. Tell me. Because this sucks. I, I, it's hard. I'm out here working 80 hours a week, knocking on doors, doing the summer internship that's supposed to create and manifest this leader through intangible skills that are being gained, like self-motivation and self-talk and creating a consistent positive mental attitude. Things weren't easy. And things aren't going to be easy. Life isn't an easy thing. And when you are challenging yourself to be a better version of yourself, you have to remove the fact that the past is the past and the person that lies there is not the person who is today. And the person who is today is somebody who wants to get better. And that's not an easy thing. So good for you for being here to challenge yourself. Now, when I'm screaming and yelling and crying and telling God, show me where you're at because I need some type of a sign. Y'all, I kid you not. Within seconds, I look in front of me and I see this white Cadillac. It's a white Cadillac. Are you serious? And the license plate read, I am... Here, number four, you. It said, I'm here for you. And I broke down even more. <laughs> I, I, just, it, it, I, I just got smacked in the mouth. And it's like, hey, shut up. Like, it, it, what it did is it, it really it slapped my ego in the face now that I look at it in retrospect. This world isn't about you all the time. But when you are working on yourself, you need to be aware of the signs and signals that the universe is giving you. And I'm not talking about only when you ask for it or only when you feel that you need it. One of my favorite speakers 
Zig Ziglar has a quote on motivation. And I think that it's important to also look at it in a point of synchronicity and your awareness and your focus. Basically, the things that you can control. <clears throat> Episode five. He says, people often say that motivation doesn't last. Well, neither does bathing. That's why I recommend it daily. You need to always be striving to be aware. I find recently, he, let me tell you something that I've noticed recently. 2.22 p.m., 4.44 p.m., um, all these, let me, let me give you some extra examples of synchronicity. Have you ever had a friend who's called you within seconds or minutes of you thinking about them or a family member or somebody just in your mind and there it is, they called you, they sent you a text and it's like, holy crap, I was, I was just thinking about you. Speak of the devil, right? How many times have you heard that? Oh, speak of the devil. We were just talking about you. It's, that's not, it's, it's synchronicity. You ever think about, here's one, uh, the word apex for me kept coming about, and I can't tell you how many times I'd be driving down the road, and I see apex dental, or apex, you know, fill in the blank, some type of a business. How many times have you been driving down the road, and there's a billboard or an advertisement that has some type of a word that was in the song that you were listening to, or involved with the conversation that you just had, and there it is. The exact same word. Now, granted, your RAS, it's a portion of your brain called the reticular activating system. This is the same thing whenever you get a new car and someone drives by and it's the exact same car as yours. Oh my gosh, it's the same color, it's the same year, and then all of a sudden you start seeing the same car over and over and over and over. That's your RAS picking up on that. Now, I believe that there is a balance of the two. I think that they both play a role. But I do think that these are not coincidences. And I want you to understand that these are not coincidences. This is the world and the universe trying to tell you that you are on the right path. That the things that you are doing the things you are doing, and I emphasize that because that's action. The action that you are creating in your world every single day, you start to catch these signs and synchronicities of the world saying, you're doing okay, keep doing it. You're listening to your heart, keep doing it. It's when you go by the day and, and, and you catch nothing and it's all the time, and then when you do start catching these signs of synchronicity, it's a forced moment of presence. That's all that it is. Anytime, and I've talked about it before in a previous podcast episode, anytime that I notice these signs of synchronicity, these signals, I, I just breathe. I listen a little bit harder. I try to speak a little bit more intently if I'm talking to somebody. Hell, if I'm even playing video games, I try to pay a little bit more attention and do a little bit better. In the fourth agreement of Don Miguel Ruiz's book, The Four Agreements, it's always do your best. <sighs> when I catch these moment of forced presence, I'm making sure that whatever I'm doing, I'm doing my best at it. 
And I encourage you to do the same thing because that's all that these moments are. It's presence consistently happening. And I guarantee it that whenever you're listening to your heart, maybe you're picking up a hobby that you've always wanted to do or you're working on a piece of yourself that you had dropped off of. How often do you catch these signs or you get people calling you or you catch these clarity pieces that you go, whoa, that was cool. We find them so astonishing because we stopped listening to our hearts. We find them so astonishing because we stopped listening to our true selves and we started believing in the dream that was unintentionally created for us. It was what was taught before us, that was taught before us, that was taught before us, that somehow or another agreed that, you know, this is success and this is not. And this is the way to get there and this is not. And if you do go this way, then it's the hard way or it's the wrong way. Or, you know, you get so much noise. And it's very easy to get caught up in that noise. The more that you practice being present, the more that you practice being aware whenever moments like this happen, it causes you to notice your breath. It causes you to notice the surroundings around you. It causes you to pay attention to the thoughts that you're having in that moment. It causes you to pay attention to the actions that you are having in that present moment. That's the way that I see a number, like 2.22 p.m. Let me tell you another story. I ran my first half marathon. I, I'm, I'm here to share to you as my, my new friend and as somebody who holds me accountable to doing the things that I want to do in my life, I ran my first half marathon. Not only did I get to break a belief barrier of mine, but I also achieved a bucket list item that I've always wanted to achieve. And this started over the weekend. I went to go and visit a buddy of mine in Austin, Texas. He plays a lot of music. I play a lot of music, so we haven't seen each other in a long time. We scheduled about a month in advance. I'm going to go up to Austin, have a nice little drive, and we're going to jam and just catch up. And we picked up exactly where we left off. That's what good friends do. Well, after a night of porch picking and IPA drinking, I woke up with a hangover. And uh, it wasn't bad or anything like that, but my head wasn't feeling amazing. And I remember we're just chilling, talking, having a conversation. He goes, oh, yeah, I forgot that I'm supposed to run a 10K today. I'm like, what? Okay. I enjoy running. I've been running. I, I run every week. I, I really enjoy running because it is, to me, a form of meditation because I get to breathe and I kind of get to focus on one thing and I kind of lose myself a little bit, at least in my mind. Or at least my mind gets very clear and I have a lot of thoughts. I can't tell you how many growthology ideas and thoughts I have after going on a nice, you know, long run. So we went on this 10K, I drank half a bang, I pounded down a coconut water, got a good little stretch in and just took off. 
running all over Austin. It was gorgeous. And by the end of it, I wanted to keep going. So I, I ended up doing a total of 8.1 miles at a pace of like 10 minutes and 20 seconds or something like that. I felt really good. So later on in the week, I thought to myself, I should go running when I'm not hungover and I had a good night's rest and, you know, I ate really well the day before, basically not on a weekend. And drinking isn't something that I do very often, so I know that if I had a clear head and what I call, in a way, a clear body, um, I usually find that through fasting, right? I, if you don't know what fasting is, you, you should really look into the different styles and methodologies. Um, I am, uh, I've been intermittent fasting myself for at least four years. Um, I find my best times are between 16 to 20 hours of fasting. Uh, I still eat a very nutritious and very calorie-dense whenever I do eat. That's definitely within a 3,000-calorie diet. But I thought, hmm, if I can go for a run and my body is in a good condition, I bet you I can knock out a half marathon. And y'all, that's exactly what I did. I just said, okay, cool. I In my head, I had a vision. It was this clarity. I use the Strava app when I run. And this clarity of 13.2 was in my head. The exact font that the Strava app had. I, I just, it, it was crystallized. I saw it. I told my fam, I said, hey, I'm going to go on a little bit of a long run. Uh, I'll send you my location. If, later on, maybe you guys can pick me up. Cool. I stopped or slowed down only two times on my run. And I will not forget checking my phone, after I, I had hit up my mother, I said, hey, can you come and pick me up in about 30 minutes at this park? I should be done. I didn't have, I just, I just went and run. I, 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 just, I just went. I forest gumped it. I just, <laughs> I just left. And I said, okay, where, wherever I'm done, whenever 13.2 is done, that's when I'll stop. I looked at my phone, and at 2.22 p.m., I was exactly at 13.0 miles, and I had 0.2 miles to finish. As soon as I walked up to my mother's car, I looked at my phone, and I was exactly 13.2 on the dot, exactly how I envisioned it in my head when I looked at the app. Every moment was perfect. And when I saw the 2.22 p.m., and exactly 13 miles in, this giant smile came across my face because it was a good omen. It was a sign of synchronicity telling me, you went and made action. You did something that you challenged yourself. You pushed yourself. You grew out of a comfort zone. This big smile came across my face because I know that all these moments and these signs and these signals of synchronicity that keep coming up in my life, it's not a coincidence. I see them at least five to ten times a day. So when I looked at my app and it was 2.22 p.m. at 13 miles, and I had 0.2 miles to finish, and I finished exactly at 13.2, it was not a coincidence. I felt so connected. I felt like everything is as it should be. 
because everything is as it should be. Even when things are shitty. Even when you're falling off of the fitness train. Even when you forget to hold your own self accountable to doing something that you're passionate about or that you care about. This is when you give yourself grace. I talk about grace a lot because recently I realized how badly I beat myself up if I do something wrong. I realize how intense I can be to my own self when there's no need. There's absolutely zero reason why you need to hurt your own self so bad for making a mistake that's not going to affect you five years down the line, let alone five hours down the line. So I've been giving myself a lot more grace and saying, hey, it's okay. Don't beat yourself up so bad. Be aware that you did fuck up. You, you, you made a mistake and you screwed up. Don't do it again. Or if you're going to do it again, don't do it the same way that you did it before. Figure out a way to do better. Figure out a way to not let this be a consistent habit that is bad. Because humans are always creatures of habits. But being aware of the ones that are negative and the ones that are positive, that goes a long way. So when you give yourself grace in moments where you find yourself lacking, lagging, or failing, just pick your own self up and say, hey, it's okay, let's go. Too often have I heard whenever somebody has been, it's not about how many steps back you take as it is how many steps forward but I, I think that's bullshit I don't think that that's a thing because I can take a tiny ass step back and take an even smaller step forward I can take a big ass step backwards and take five steps forward that still don't make up for that one step back so I'm here to tell you that it's not about how many steps backwards you make or steps forward you make. It's about your stride. It is about assessing how far back was that step backward and how big does the stride forward need to be. It's your action moving forward. And when you're creating action, especially action in a place that comes from your heart, I'm talking about a place where you're saying, this makes sense. And it's okay if you don't know what makes sense, but your heart does. And the more that you listen to yourself and the more that you listen to your heart and you start catching these moments of synchronicity, that's when you know you're on the right path. That's when you know that you're going to be doing the thing that you're supposed to be doing. And you catch these moments of presence and you catch these moments. And when it's not there, it's okay. You're going to be okay. You have people like me who are in your corner to remind you and tell you you are the most important thing in this world. You are both the most significant thing that has ever walked, but you need to also realize you are also the most insignificant because we're all just water bags floating on a rock. It's perspective. I'm giving you all kinds of pushes and pulls here, I know, 
But you need to realize, as far as what I'm trying to portray, is that the actions that you do take in your day-to-day life impacts people way more than you realize. I'm going to give you a real-world scenario of somebody that I've been holding accountable. They're not doing amazing. As a matter of fact, they stopped communicating with me altogether out of the blue. Now, at first, my ego said, what the hell, man? You asked me to help you and hold you accountable. I'm here to be your accountability buddy. And and, and I was getting a little red in the face because I'm thinking, what the hell? You're not holding up your end of the bargain. But then I had to throw that away in the trash and say, Rico, remember the reason that you offered to hold this person accountable in the first place. I noticed, and I called them out, and I said, you're falling off. You asked for me to hold you accountable, and I'm still holding up my end of the bargain. And whether you are holding up your end of the bargain or not is up to you, because at the end of the day, it's not going to hurt me. It's only going to hurt you. And I realized that it's in those moments whenever they feel low and they probably don't feel vulnerable or okay or there's just something that's blocking them from giving the truth. You can't make assumptions. You, you can't create this fallacy of what could or could not be. But you do know that you wanted to hold that person accountable. And when I told them straight up, hey, you're falling off, but it's not hurting me. At the end of the day, it is or it isn't going to hurt you. I don't know. But I just want you to know I'm still here. How many times do we stop helping out somebody because our ego gets in the way and we say, well, they've always been this way. They always do this all the time. I I give so much of myself to that person, but they abuse it and they abuse it and they abuse it. You need to assess on when you can love somebody from afar And when that person is just consistently in a low point and they need to realize that you are a resource that they can come to when they need it. So it's not always pulling them up from the ground whenever they fall. It's letting them know that their hand, your hand, is there if they want to grab it to get up. There's a difference. With one, you're always trying to pick up the dead weight. You're always trying to pick up their dead weight because of their action of falling. Have you ever tried to pick somebody up with dead weight? Have you tried to pick up a drunk person who's just (laughs) blacked out? It's not easy. But how much easier is it whenever you're playing a pickup game of basketball and someone gets to the ground and you just, you know, you cup hands and you pick that person right back up? It's easy because he also wanted to get up. He used your helping hand. It's knowing that the person is going through something just as much as you are going through something, and it's eliminating those assumptions and throwing your ego away to say, here's my hand if you need it. This hand has not gone away. This hand didn't go in its pocket. or It's still here, but it's your choice. You have to give yourself grace. It's loving yourself during those moments when you aren't 
at your tip top, when you aren't feeling great, when you aren't feeling good, when you don't think that you're the best of the best. And most of the time, we don't think that we're the best of the best. It's a matter of figuring out and learning how to love who you are in your moments of success, in your moments of greatest triumph, but more importantly, in your moments of complete despair. Who are you when you're crying your eyes out in the middle of the night? Because you can't sleep because that one thing is latching onto you so bad. Who are you then? Because that's not you all the time. But that is you. Who are you when you are falling off of your mark? When you catch those moments of synchronicity, they seem a lot more slim when you're in a darker place. So when you do catch them, remember, you're on the right path. You're okay. It's, it's a little nudge of the universe saying, you're okay. Whenever you catch those, look around you. There's a reason that people always wanted you to make a wish. It's because you're in this full moment of clarity. Your wishes manifest into these realities. The more action that you put into with the presence and awareness backing it up. Keep making action. The more action that you make, the more you will notice the signs. And it feels like any part of the day. And you just smile at it. No different than when you realize and you see your worth and your value. Whenever somebody gives you a compliment, you smile. Not because they told you something good about you. It's because you know you have somebody who supports what you believe in yourself. When you catch these moments of synchronicity, you smile at the presence because you know that everything is as it should be. There's no coincidences. The energy that you are giving out gets brought back just the same, if not more, all the time. Be present. Be here. Dive into things that challenge your mind. Look back into previous episodes on accountability. How can you hold yourself accountable? What are the things that you are doing to be thankful for what you have right now? Whenever you catch signals and signs of clarity, be thankful. Right then you can say, I'm thankful for this. If you're driving in the car and you're listening to the radio, I'm thankful for this song that I've heard only for the 90th time in the past eight days because I still listen to it and it still makes me nod and bump. <laughs> you know, it's the little things that you need to be aware that you're thankful for. This thing that we call life isn't easy, and I'm catching it more and more every day. The things in life aren't easy, especially when you want them so bad. You guys are making growthology grow exponentially. You have no idea the impact that you are creating in the community that you are playing a part in when you are listening to this and when you go out of your comfort zone to try and be a little bit better of a version of you. The things that are happening with Growthology, guys, it, it's daunting because my reality is becoming more and more of what I've always wanted it to be and commitment is a scary thing. It's a scary thing to say, holy shit, I'm creating a world that I've always wanted and it's here right in front of me and 
I get I get buckled at the knees sometimes. I'm not even gonna lie. You know, one of my detrimental habits is procrastination. I procrastinate, and I find a short-term guilty pleasure like um, like a video game on my phone. I just downloaded the new Need for Speed app. Oh, it's so fun. It's so addicting, and I catch myself latching onto those moments of short-term pleasures that kind of distract me from the reality that is your world is here. Everything you want right now is here. Take it and run. Take this and run. But you're just so damn hesitant to grab it and take it because of these fears that are not even a reality. Life is 90% of how you react to the 10% of what life actually is. You make up so much. That's the 1090 rule. Life is 10% of what actually is and 90% of uh, what you react. How you react, you have to realize that you're going to be fine. I have to realize I'm going to be fine. That growthology is going to be fine because we're here to change lives and we're here because we have a vision, because we have a passion. This isn't for the money. You don't hear any advertisements on this. If there are advertisements to come, it's something that's going to be involving growthology or it's going to be something that I, in my heart of hearts, have a conviction and believe in that is going to help you that is listening. My life is my life, and your life is your life, but they're connected. These moments whenever you catch somebody coming back into your life again, you need to understand where this is coming from. Did you bring this into a reality? Are your thoughts, both conscious and non-conscious, a reason behind this? Are these signs? It's difficult sometimes to look into these and overanalyze or anticipate. I notice a lot of times that I'll look at the clock and it'll be 109. And I go, ooh, it's almost 111. It's almost 111. There's my synchronicity right there, isn't it? And then I go about and then I look at the clock and then it's 113. And I'm like, oh, I missed it. But it's not that I missed it. It's I overanalyzed, I overanticipated, and my moment of catching the 111 was in the moment of whatever it was that I was doing. And whenever I am performing and doing and I am in the present moment, that's when you catch the synchronicity. That's when I look at the clock and go, oh, of course it's 111. Wow, I, I, I feel like I just had an epiphany myself. This is... The more that you practice being here in the moment, you look at those signs of clarity, those signs of synchronicity only as reinforcements to what already is, not as something that is going to bring you to what it is that you want. Don't force it, in other words. Don't force yourself to overlook into whatever it is that you see or want in a sign. To this day, that moment when I was screaming and yelling and crying to God, source energy, whatever you want to call it, and within seconds I see 
the sign of the license plate, that red, I'm here for you, I don't understand. I, and it's one of those things that I'm appreciative that I don't understand sometimes because I think that this is one of those anomalies of somehow, some way, something up there that I can't see and something here that I can is connected. And that's what this is. I think that I am doing a disservice to whatever higher power there is by not being authentically and genuinely me. It's me trying to go on about playing a game that I don't even want to play and trying to win at that game because I've been told from any type of authoritative figure throughout my life that this is what you have to do in order to be successful and to live the dream. But whose dream am I living? America's dream? I'm not America. I'm Rico. So... When I go about my life intently doing what it is that I feel that my heart feels good about doing, then I know that I'm on the right path to do the things I'm on this world to do. And by denying that, am I not doing a disservice to not only me, but the person that created me? These are thoughts that I think about all the time, folks. And these are the thoughts that I want you to think about. I, I'm challenging you to dig deep into these types of ideas. I'm not saying I know what is and what isn't. I'm telling you what it is that is happening in my life and what I see and what I'm aware of and the positive things that are happening. Guys, I am in this world that I have never experienced before in the length of consistency that I am experiencing it. And it's because I am inviting and putting out so much energy that is love and knowledge and passion because I've poured so much of that into myself. It's amazing how much is getting poured onto others. And it feels right. And it feels good. I think these pieces of observation to one's thought and the observation of that one's thought and the observation of that one's thought it's a forever climbing staircase of somebody observing somebody observing somebody observing somebody is that person that is the epitome, that person being potentially God. Is it also not you, this concept of the Holy Spirit? So really, it is a disservice to not only you and God by not being yourself. Today we went over synchronicity, a little heavy. We went over the signs and, and the fact that you gotta give yourself grace whenever the mark is missed. It's okay. It's okay to know that you're not gonna be perfect all the time. There's no such thing. But when you realize that the more action you create, the more that you see fruition in whatever it is that your heart desires. Laying in your bed for four hours out of the day after having a morning beer is an action. Just be aware of the actions you're taking, friends. Wake and bake all you want. Just be aware that you still got to get your shit done. Love yourself because I love you. I don't know who you are, but I know who I am. 
I know that I love myself. And I know that if I can pour something into this to help me grow, then I really genuinely think that it can help you grow. And that's what Growthology is all about, baby. <laughs> it's a place where we learn to grow together. Follow us on Instagram, underscore Growthology. Go ahead and support us on anything related to podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. You are a part of our community. And I'm happy you're here. My name is Rico. And until our next encounter, my friend, cheers.